Hello and welcome to ServiceNow's latest podcast series for the public sector. It's great to have this opportunity to share some stories with you. Uh, I'm your host, John Asquith, uh, the Innovation Lead for Government and Higher Education at ServiceNow. Uh, I'm based in Australia. So in my role, I support and advise federal and state government agencies in the region on their transformation initiatives to embrace the future of work and deliver better citizen experiences. And here with me today is Paul Starmans, who's our Rockstar ServiceNow Solution Consultant, who'll be sharing his experiences and expertise with us. Hey, John, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, great. Looking forward to it. So ServiceNow has so many stories of the great ways that our customers are finding ways to solve their business challenges with ServiceNow. So today, we're kicking off with a five-episode series that tells some of these stories and looks at a few of the underlying forces that are changing the way government works. And we'll explore how digital transformation is helping leaders successfully adapt to those changes. In this first episode, we'll focus on how government agencies are working to improve customer and citizen experiences. I think we've all seen the images on the news showing people queuing for hours outside welfare offices, trying to claim allowances for losing their jobs and so on during the, the pandemic. Many people have experienced the frustrations of trying to work out what they can do or where they can go. And they might have spent hours on the phone just trying to find that they need to send an email to apply for a permit or something or, you know, and that's just to go and see their family. So that was actually the case with the travel exemptions process with Home Affairs in Australia. I know, Paul, you were working uh, on that. So hopefully you can tell us a bit more about it later. In that situation, they started off where you'd have to send an email and that might take weeks in itself before it was even read by government. And then the traveller would be told that they hadn't attached the right information. So it would get to the reviewer and they would just knock it back. And the traveller would basically have to start all over again, you know, taking weeks and weeks to know whether they've got a, a an exemption to travel to see their family. So it's been a very testing year for, for government and citizens in that respect. And the need to change the way that they do things has really never been more compelling. So, Paul, is there a better way than this for government departments to get things done? What, what do you think? Yeah, definitely, John. They're, they're, we all know there's a better way for many of these things. And we've all sort of lived it before. Um, but, you know, and as you mentioned, it's definitely been a testing time for governments throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. But I think what that's done for a lot of the governments is help rapidly accelerate the way that they're able to deliver digital experiences to their citizens and other stakeholders. So you mentioned some of the work we're doing with Home Affairs and the Travel Exemption Portal. So here in Australia, ServiceNow was able to support the federal government to streamline that application and approval process for citizens that were seeking COVID travel exemptions. So what we were able to do was take a process that could often take weeks and had many manual steps and transform that down into something that could now be completed in a matter of hours. And this was achieved by giving the citizens a simpler way to engage and make those requests, but while also introducing new capability around workflow and automation. So this is what removed many of those kind of manual tasks that were really slowing down the process, while also giving greater visibility and insights to the government staff. So seamless digital engagement, it's ingrained in our lives as consumers. You know, we're all used to those great you know, Uber and Amazon-like type, type experiences. And so customer and citizen expect expectations are changing as a result. Now, they expect that you know who they are, what they need, and the technology used to deliver these experiences is key to delivering on that vision. 
And that's why digital service is such a big priority for governments around the world. But then when I look around, it's really encouraging to read, for example, the digital government blueprint that the um, government of Singapore has put together, really outlining their vision to create a government that is digital to the core. So their aim is to build stakeholder-centric services that cater for the needs of citizens and businesses and allowing them to transact in an easy, seamless, and importantly, a really secure way. And then finally, let's consider what's also happening in Japan. They launched a new digital agency that's aimed at unifying and overhauling its entire IT systems. And they're planning to digitize the processes across 31 different areas, including COVID-19 vaccine certificates. So as you can see, there certainly is a better way. And thankfully, we're already moving in that direction. Well, that's a lot of stuff that's going on around the region with government. It's really encouraging to see all of that and also the role that ServiceNow is playing in all of that, which actually reminds me of some really interesting research I saw from ESI Thought Lab about the public sector's progress with digital over the last year or two. And, and what's really encouraging is that the research shows that the public sector is making enormous strides with digitizing customer and citizen experiences, basically along the lines that you've, you've just been talking about. The research also just suggests that digital experiences will be the norm as soon as 2023, and more than two thirds of government entities are actually well ahead in their efforts. So it's great to see all of this stuff going on. Now, two of the big areas of focus the research identifies is, is actually around the use of artificial intelligence, which is really interesting. And that's those two areas are really around creating more intuitive experiences and also improving that whole approach to, to problem resolution. Uh, is that sort of in line with the kind of thing that you're seeing, Paul? Yeah, it is, John. But also what's really important to note is that Governments can't just focus on digitising the front-end experiences. So being able to access a service digitally is certainly more convenient for citizens, but it's only addressing one part of the issue. So what we're finding is that to really change experiences, governments need to put in just as much focus on digitising those back-end processes, so the things that the citizen typically doesn't even see. So you can make it super easy for someone to request a service or ask a question, but then what does that follow through look like? What happens when someone has a problem or question that they need to come back and follow up on? That's where both citizens and employees get frustrated at the way things work. So you have to digitize as well what takes place behind the scenes. So imagine, John, think about some of those great experiences that you have on websites, such as I'll, I'll use the Amazon example again. So firstly, you probably only have a single log on you. You log in once, you come in, you can browse for pretty much anything under the sun and buy it with just a single click. But that great experience that you have purchasing that book or that product, that's just the beginning. Where the real magic happens for Amazon is behind the scenes when Amazon is connecting with the hundreds of fulfillers across the Amazon marketplace, where they're able to then complete hundreds of middle and back office tasks and approvals in order to get that book or that package onto your doorstep the next morning. Right. So think about, you know, imagine if you could translate that experience, if governments could translate that experience for their citizens. So one place to request a service, there's notifications all along the way. The system seamlessly routes your request and all its related tasks across the various departments and agencies. And then finally, once that request is completed, wouldn't it be great if the government could then anticipate and recommend future activity based on what they already know about you? And that's what a true end-to-end -end digital experience should look like. Yeah, that, that is so true. There is so much manual effort involved in day-to-day -day work across government today that goes on behind the scenes even if the front end looks slick and engaging. And that's what really slows the process down. 
it's not unusual for those middle office staff that you were talking about supporting the frontline operations to have have to access multiple systems to get something done in response to a you know a request or an issue and that's where the that swivel chair process was invented i think uh, where employees have to pivot between different systems to answer questions and that's not a great way of doing things so they may may have to reach out to a colleague as well um in another department to to get some information and no doubt they'll might have to sort of manually enter some data into a form or even a spreadsheet and then that gets emailed to the next person to move the request to the next step so that's basically all of those kinds of activities are pretty much invisible and so meanwhile the customer who made that request is unlikely to have any idea where the request stands and and actually neither are the frontline staff who that customer is probably going to call to try and find out so it's not a good experience for the customer or the employee who's doing the work so, Paul, let's talk about what happens when you actually address these experiences more holistically. And, John, this is where the ServiceNow platform really starts to shine. So what happens? It helps eliminate those data silos. So bringing together all the systems of record into one place so the agencies can better aggregate citizen data that typically sits across multiple disparate systems. But then what we start to do is rather than think about data in terms of the silos that it sits in and the departments that we're working across, Let's start to think about how we can deliver those services and the layers that are required to deliver those services. Trying to picture those layers, what we've got at the top is you know, the front end or the citizen engagement layer. So a citizen shouldn't have to worry about where the data is or what department they need to engage with. They simply want to find information or request a service. And they want to make a single request to, for example, change their address and know that all the relevant agencies and departments will be updated automatically. But then if you come a layer below, so that request is being routed internally into a government department, for example. So the same is true for all for those government employees as well, such as the call centre agents, the operations team, the IT teams. They're all working within that productivity layer. And they should also be able to seamlessly collaborate through a single system of action. They go to one source for whatever they need to resolve citizen requests. They have artificial intelligence helping them make easier decisions for the employees and also to contextualise relevant information to respond better to citizen needs. And then they have digital workflows that help automate the movement of tasks and work through that process, speeding up the time it takes to resolve issues. But then finally, what sits below that is all those systems of record and those legacy systems that we, that we think about as being developed and built out over years. And that is what typically sits in that service layer. So there, that's where we need to access the data. And what that typically involves is a range of complex integrations, which is okay, that's work that needs to be done, but that complexity is transparent to the citizens and employees, thanks to improvements that sit in the layers above. So that's what really helps transform citizens' experiences from end to end. Well, I hope everyone got all of that. That's, uh, so ho hopefully uh, you can see that we know how to solve these problems, but what does this look like in real life for? What, you know, can you give me some real examples of, of how this has been done and what kind of customers, how customers are using this, this kind of approach? Yeah, certainly, John. Let me, let me share with you a couple of examples of some work we're doing with the New South Wales Ministry of Health again here in Australia. So the vaccination effort associated with COVID-19 has presented one of the greatest workflow challenges of all time. And to address this, New South Wales Health needed a platform that would not only manage the administration of the program, it's a huge task rolling vaccinations out to 8 million citizens, but they also needed to provide a great user experience for the citizens of New South Wales. 
So this is where ServiceNow was able to partner with New South Wales Health to deliver a true end-to-end experience. And unbelievably, we were able to do that and deliver that in just 10 days. Wow. So with the ever-changing nature of the pandemic, speed and agility is paramount. The health agencies need to be able to react and respond at pace. But of course, this can't be done at the expense of the citizen experience and outcomes. You know, ultimately, we need to make sure that we can get vaccinations out to those citizens. But in addition to supporting that vaccination effort, leveraging the same platform, New South Wales Health have also been able to capture patient-reported measures. So this is a really important initiative that they're running, which involves surveying patients to understand their experiences through various care episodes, and then linking those episodes of care to the actual health outcomes that the patient achieved. So this ensures that health providers can directly link patient outcomes to the episodes of care, and also help deliver tailored care plans and support those patients. So this is a really amazing example of where we're using AI, analytics, and citizen-centric workflows to support patient experiences. And it's only starting to scratch the surface of what we can achieve across some of these areas. Great examples, Paul. Really good information there. And it must be very reassuring for government departments, uh, people working in, in government, to know that their visions actually really can be turned into reality. And it as as we see from some of those examples, it doesn't have to take that long uh, to, to deliver on that. And it really doesn't cost crazy money either. So before we wrap things up, um, maybe you could just talk for, for a minute or so about what's next. You know, looking ahead, what do you think the citizen experience will look like in the future? Yeah, sure. So you know, governments around the world have already publicly stated their vision for a more digital future. We spoke about some examples in Australia, um, blueprints that, that Japan and Singapore have put together. And again, coming back to Australia, they've made significant progress in creating a centralised hub for citizens to access services. But you know, that's just the beginning for them. The ultimate goal is to centralise citizen data across agencies so that they can better anticipate and address citizens' needs. And that's the same goal many government entities have. And it's this concept of an anticipatory government. Instead of responding to citizens' questions and needs, you can start to analyse and anticipate what they might need next. So, for instance, if you get married, they can anticipate that you might need to update your status or perhaps change your last name across a whole variety of agencies, and they'll make that easier to do. So things like artificial intelligence, cloud computing, automation technologies, they're all key to helping government bodies take bigger leaps towards that new age of an anticipatory government. I love it. Um, that's really exciting. There's there's clearly so much opportunity out there to make our lives better using this kind of technology. So thanks very much for sharing your insights today, Paul. I'm sure our listeners will want to know all about how to get started now. Do contact us if you'd like some further information. So that brings our discussion of how government is responding to changing citizen experiences to a close. If you'd like more information about the New South Health story that we shared, maybe you could check out our episode notes. We're also including a link to a Now at Work session that we just did recently that digs into how ServiceNow and New South Wales and Australia are transforming healthcare delivery for millions of patients across the the state, uh, as Paul discussed. And look for additional episodes coming soon in which We'll talk about employee experiences, security concerns, the cloud and more. So thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our upcoming episodes. Thanks. Thanks.